Shalom, everyone. This is Aaron Hood from the Voice of My Beloved podcast. Where I've got Braden Waller with us, and um, we're going to dive back in um, to a, uh, a topic that's uh, close to uh, our mission here, and uh, we want to strengthen y'all to um, walk in overcoming the spirit of immorality. I didn't steal your thunder, did I, Braden? No. Okay, good. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about this uh, spirit of immorality. Um, uh, Braden has just been really impacted uh, studying through, uh, is it? Well, uh, Hosea, just a lot of different passages, just kind of coming up from a lot of different angles and just saying, how do we address this as our, in, a, in the yeah, culture that we're in? I guess, did we talk about how you had watched the video? and um, Yeah, The Sound of Freedom the sound was of freedom. impactful and just realizing how much of a issue this is. Right. And because and, we can try to medicate all the the symptoms right but there's a root issue right and it's the spirit of immorality right and so we're going to tackle that today um it's been a couple weeks since we've uh, gotten the podcast out and uh, so we're um gonna start with this and hopefully be able to be more consistent for you we had a few people that really um uh enjoyed mentioned how much they enjoyed the podcast and that's great we, we we're, we're so happy that it encourages you and it's good for us it encourages us to hear uh, how it blesses you. So if you can, uh, reach out to us and um, with any thoughts uh, that you think uh, you would like us even to address. Um, and that helps us out. And then, then we can speak directly to some of the things that you yourself are going through. And, and I'm sure, as it most often uh, happens, that the things that we are struggling with, others are struggling with as well. Right. Uh, so we'll be able to encourage one another in that. That's the way the body's supposed to work. Right. So you can do that at... Uh, I guess you, uh, on social media, I think um, you can leave a message there or you can go at least shoot us an email at loveandpurity.com, uh, I guess, at gmail.com, I would imagine. Um, and uh, so a few things I just want to cover before we get into the meat of the message is um, we've got the CD, Yet a Little While. Uh, we've been uh, talking about that. That's going to be coming out next couple months, probably. Um, and uh, scriptures, we're, ta- uh, we're talking about uh, Yeshua's return. Like, mm. And um, a lot of the New Testament scriptures uh, that we can meditate on, sing, get in our heart, longing for our bridegroom. That's just right up our alley. That's mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. And so Brain's been doing some more work on that over the last couple of weeks, and hopefully that's going to be done soon. So we also have Psalm of Ascent book. That's uh, after we've just done that whole study. If you um, want to hear or have that to hand to somebody, it's a great way to um, just introduce people even to Jerusalem, uh, the idea of a longing for Jerusalem and what the idea of the Psalms of Ascent, that section of Scripture and, and how you can pull a lot of um, comfort from those places. That's great. We have that online. Um, and then uh, as far as events, we have the Above Rubies event coming up with Nancy and Colin Campbell on August 18th through the 20th. That's coming up soon, a couple weeks. Uh, and it's, it's promising to be a pretty big event. I think we've got 150 people, uh, which is about two families. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, we have quite a few families coming. Um, so if you're interested, reach out to us and um, register for that because uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, and also, uh, 18 to 30, uh, if you're out there and you want to devote some time to the, to the Lord and you're in that age range, um, Harp and Farm is for you. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, prayer and uh, worship watches, teaching music, um, you know, from, you know, beginners to, I would say, moderate, mm-hmm. um, uh, some piano, guitar, vocals, and, and things like that. So if you're interested, that's going to be August 24th through October 24th. That's a two-month program, and you can come for a month or two months, I believe, during that program. Check it out. All the information's yeah, at loveandpurity.com, and uh, just look for Harpen Farm. 
So with that, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, jump in. Braden, this message is, is something that, you know, we've, both of us have been in a roundabout way, you know, the spirit of Jezebel, you know, the spirit of Elijah is something that's been on our heart, you know, bringing mm-hmm. the father to the children, children to the father, and uh, undergo, uh, undergirding and strengthening families. So this is destroying families. This immorality, you know, that we see as we see the our culture, especially you know the Western culture, uh, European influence, really, um, the culture, the the woke agenda is to maybe not in uh, straight ahead, but in an under in a, in a real way, tear apart the family structure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what do you got for us? So how are we going to be able to uh, be found without spot and wrinkle? You know when it comes to sexual immorality. Yes, it's good. Um, yeah, we're up against a lot uh, battle. There's a battle front there. And uh, looking at Hosea 5.4, is kind of just opening scripture just to kind of set the, the tone here. It says, they do not direct their deeds toward turning to their God for the spirit of harlotry is in their midst and they do not know the Lord. And so Hosea, he's pointing out this, that there is a spirit. Mm. We battle not against flesh and blood, right. but against principalities and powers. There's a spiritual dynamic going on. And this was at play in the children of Israel in Hosea's day. It's, it's a spirit of harlotry, or you could say the spirit of immorality. And so that's the underlying thing that is kind of pushing this thing forward. It's, it's a spirit of immorality that is pushing, pushing people into these, these dark places. And so uh, we just came out of the ninth of Av this past week. Mm. And uh, this is, uh, looking back, at least in the second temple destruction, the primary sin, from what I understand historically, was immorality. Mm-hmm. And we even see Yeshua addressing that, you know, uh, in, in his day. There, that, this was a, an issue that was going on. Even from Jewish sources, they say that that period of Jewish history was one of the lowest mm. as far as immorality goes. And so um, this, this is something that was going on then. And, and so just as a little bit of a historical backdrop, the first destruction, the what's thought to be the, the primary sin there was idolatry. Mm. And so then the temple was destroyed. You can you know see that throughout the prophets. They're really hammering idolatry, mm. also immorality, but idolatry is one of the big ones. Well, the second temple's destruction was primarily immorality. Mm. And so um, let's look at this. You know, uh, we, we just recently, uh, you go through the Torah portions, you read the story of Phineas. Phineas, he was zealous for holiness. Mm. Um, he's, a, he's a great example to us of just, you know, not tolerating, you know, and we're going to get into revelations. It talks about don't tolerate the woman Jezebel. Mm-hmm. Basically you, you deal radically. And I, and I speak, you know, personally to us, Yeshua, he says, if your right eye offends you, pluck it out. That, yeah. That's what I, that's what I consider a Phineas type of perspective. Like, you know, you're dealing radically with this. And I don't believe Yeshua is saying there to literally pluck your eye out, but he's making a, a comparison. Yeah. Like it's, it's actually better yeah. for you to go, you know, to actually have, you know, have not have your eye yeah. than to go into hell. Yeah. We just, I think the idea is just that we are very uh, vocal and aggressive towards it. Uh, basically right. is he's, he's trying to waken us out of sleep. And as we've been, um, yes, the ninth of August actually uh, yesterday started, I think um, Wednesday uh, afternoon in Jerusalem time. And, and we finished uh, the, the day on Thursday. And as I was reading through Lamentations and, and I was um, going through the things that led to that destruction. I was just um, reminded about how important it is for us to remain vigilant um, towards um, our walk with the Lord, right? Don't grow weary in doing good. Uh, yeah, he's, he uh, warns us um, right. in the scriptures. And I think uh, that's what we're at, that we pray that if you are doing good, then be strengthened to do good. 
like right. to continue in it as we're talking about this topic. But if you're in immorality and you need freedom, be diligent to to rid that out of your life because uh, the effects will come in a moment when you're not expecting. Right? There's that yeah. that sudden destruction uh, that comes. Right. We were reading through Revel uh, Lamentations uh, yesterday, and the the one line that just really stuck out to me was it says there she did not consider her destiny. Speaking mm -hmm. of Jerusalem. Yeah. And this made me think about that, you know, in this topic of immorality, it's all about just a temporal pleasure. Yes. And, and, and I just begin to think about that, just that phrase, she did not consider her destiny. Jerusalem got into that place of destruction that she got into because she did not consider her destiny. And had she had looked forward and thought about the, the amazing purposes that God had for her, just how much more of a resolve she would have had to resist the temptation. Right. And so for us, you know, this, we encourage you out there, consider your destiny. Your destiny is to live with eternal pleasures mm. in the presence of God. It's not just to have these temporal pleasures that this world is constantly trying to pull on us to have. Yeah, amen. Yeah, we see that in Scripture. You know, it talks about the grass fades and, or the grass withers and the flower fades. Right. Um, there's always that um, need to look towards the end. Uh, what, what is the end of that road, you know, that we're right. looking for and to consider that. And I think that's, what's going to really, you know, as I'm ministering to the guys in the jail, that's what I, I remind them. I was like, you know, we're all headed to death, you know, like we're, we're going to have, uh, there's going to be a destruction or, or our bodies, you know, are, are, we're going to die. Like there's only two people in all of human history, you know, that we have record of that didn't die and they were really good guys, you know, and, and they were an exception to the rule, but that, that helps us to to consider the if we consider the future, right? Even Yeshua says, you know, before you start, consider the costs. You know, right. so that you, are you going to be able to finish the house? You know, when you build the foundations, right. that's that's really what we're asking. We're that consider the costs, and uh, maybe be those that that do are able to build the house. Yes. So looking at Romans six verse twelve, it says, "Do not let sin reign in your body," and. And if we look at Romans 6, there's this whole element of we're dead to sin. We reckon yourself dead indeed to sin and alive to God. And I believe it's the grace of God in our hearts that empowers us. We see in Titus 2.11, it says the grace of God has appeared to all men. And this grace is teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. And so, wow, the great, this grace message is a message of saying, yes, the grace of God, the empowering spirit of God is on you to overcome worldly lust. And so this, I, I believe we need to recapture the true meaning of grace. Grace is, is going to empower me to overcome these temptations. Uh, Yeshua emphasized the need for self-denial. You know, to take up, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. This is just a part of being a disciple of Yeshua. We're not just gratifying every fleshly lust that we have. We're denying ourselves. We're saying, I'm submitted to you. And Romans 6 talks about that, submitting your members as instruments of righteousness. We're yielding ourselves to him. Uh, Paul, he talks about in 1 Corinthians 9.27, it says, I discipline my body and bring it unto, into subjection, lest I should become disqualified. He's saying here, if I don't bring my body, my physical body into subjection, I could actually become disqualified. Mm. It's a pretty serious language right. he uses here. So, uh, mention, you know, going back to the, don't present your members to sin. I believe there, there could be two stages to this. It, it first happens in our minds. Uh, and, and this is primarily the way that immorality tends to work is like, there's these fantasies, these things, images in our mind that we kind of 
um, feed this idea, and then it, it then it's acted upon. Mm-hmm. And so the the place to nip it in the bud is in the mind. Amen. You know, it's the place where we say, you know, I'm going to uh, you know seek. To, as Proverbs says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so this is a battle that every single person is in. And but we need to realize this the nature of this. We don't don't present your members to sin. Um, don't present your thoughts to sin. Don't pre- don't um, feed immoral thoughts in your mind. And so this is super, super important. Um, you know, we should refuse circumstances that inflame sinful desires. We do not go to places, buy items, look at, touch, or talk about that which stirs up sinful desires. Amen. That's a, that's a big, that's a big one right there. You know, and when yeah. our culture is so, um, uh, fantasy driven, fantasy driven, you know, the, the more novelty, you know, the novelty of it. Um, and the entertainment industry is just billions of bucks. I mean, it's just a huge industry. And uh, we need to be those that are not entertained by, you know, that uh, perverse um, spirit. You know, we need right. to be those that, um, <clears throat> and I just found it so um, encouraging. You know, I grew up my whole life where um, with, you know, my parents, it was just kind of, um, we just avoided sin in a long, in a lot of, in a lot of times. Um, but, you know, we're in a world and uh, we need to be, have a mind that is so in love and raptured with the Lord that when we inadvertently come in contact with the perversity of the world that we're uh, commanded to preach the gospel to, that it, it, it does not cling to us, right? We're, we're able to go in the fire and not have the smell of smoke. And I say that with a lot of caution because there are people who use that idea to, um, and, and in their weakness, they're, they're targeted, you know? So it's got to be a lot of prayer. There's got to be a real uh, a communication with uh, a brother in the Lord or a sister in the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, open and honest conversation about, you know, your thoughts and, and your meditations and your scripture reading, you know, that you're being, you're being consistent with that in prayer time. It's uh, so essential to, to be open up about that. And uh, that's going to be what helps us to, to be able to walk through the fire and not be burned. Yeah. And, and the real critical part of this is that we, we know, and we're aware of uh, situations where people, you could have all the outward um, signs yes. of walking in purity, walking in holiness, but because it is a spiritual issue, you can have situations where all the outside things look like they're fine, but there's this internal feeding right. of uncleanness. Right. And utter, so utter uncleanness, like, you know, yeah. perversity, like big time. Yeah. And so this, this, that's the, why I'm really stressing the importance of yes, do the outward things, you know, um, don't, don't just go with the way of the world, resist that, but it's a spiritual issue and it's, it's more of a heart issue than anything The the manifestation that we're seeing in our world today is really, it's that people have entertained these unclean things right. in their hearts and their minds. And now it's, you know, given, now we're seeing the fruit of it come out in actual reality. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the thing is, is that as the people of God, yes, let's walk in holiness. Let's be set apart from the world, but in our spirits though, mm-hmm. let's not be contaminated by all the, the unrighteousness. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the scripture. I don't know if you have it down here, but it says, you know, in the beginning, lust where lust is conceived brings forth the sin, and sin, right. when it's finished, brings forth death. That is a solid verse, y'all. I'm telling you, it's as consistent and tried as mankind's humanity. Right. It's like every single time, if and, I, and I've heard and, and shared, you know, the sin will take you further than you want to go, make you pay more than you want to pay mm. every time. And, mm. you know, there's... That's what Brayden said before, and we're reiterating it. Consider the end. Consider right. the end. Yes. And as we're going through this, you know, uh, as the enemy tempts you, mm-hmm. he'll give you a way of, of escape. He says it. 
right. and be quick. Don't don't consider take the phone and smash it on the ground if you have to, <laughs> <laughs> if you have to, you know, and because um, it would be far better than you know yeah. pluck out your eye. Yeah, it, and if Yeshua had walked the earth today, he maybe have said it's actually better for you to smash your phone <laughs> he than might to go said, into <laughs> to hell, hell with a phone. With an <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he might say that. We're just uh, putting that out there. We we don't know. But but there again, it, it goes back to the spirit, the spirit of it. You know, it, you can you can do all the outward things, but let's get let's let's really make sure that our spirits. We want to keep our spirits pure. Absolutely. Titus, he uh, goes on in uh, Titus 2, he says, who gave himself for us, this is the Messiah, he gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. So, uh, wow, you know, we're we're, we're receiving the grace of God on our lives and just backing up a little bit, a few verses there, he he says, he talks about the grace of God that empowers us to say no to ungodly lust. Mm. And then we're, this spirit is, is really making us zealous for good works. Mm, and so amen. such a, I, I love this perspective on grace. Yeah. You know, it's like, yes, the grace of God. I love the grace of God. It's empowering me to be an overcomer. Right. And this is this is the understanding that we really need to have. And to do good works. Yeah, not to, to find uh, forgiveness in your sin, but to do good works and, and turn away from sin. Is, yes. Uh, is what grace is given to us for. Yes. Amen. So I just want to mention three things that are really critical in overcoming. I believe, you know, knowing who we are in the Messiah, because in him, you know, he overcame all the darkness. You know, he's got the authority over all the principalities and powers. So knowing who we are in Messiah, that is a number one foundational thing I believe that's so important. Um, you know, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you will, it shall be done for you. There's this element of abiding in him that makes us overcomer because in our own strength, when we try to wrestle with this in our own strength, there's there's a we're too weak. Uh, we have to be in Him. He's the one that has the strength, you know. And, and it could be, I think, a little bit mysterious, uh, just trying to wrap our minds around that. But I think this is where the importance of worship and prayer, and, you know, that communion. Mm. We even see Yeshua modeling that Himself, that He's communing with the Father, and that's where you know He's He's getting refueled. And so I believe this abiding in Messiah is so critical uh, for overcoming the spirit of immorality. Mm, you know, and the scripture says, resist the devil. Yeah. So we, we abide in Messiah. We resist the devil. When the devil comes at us, I remember as a young man being so relieved when I realized that just because a thought came into my mind, a temptation came into my mind, did not mean that I was agreeing with it. Mm. Um, this, this, this older man, he said to me, um, he said, the thought is not the sin. It's the, he says, it's not the thoughts you get that are sin or sinful. It's the thoughts you keep. Mm. And that was so liberating for me because I can remember as a young person just feeling constantly like, oh man, just beating myself up because it's just bad thoughts. Yeah. But what I, what I found in that was, okay, yes, those temptations, even Yeshua was tempted, Amen. but he had no sin. That's right. And so for us, we're called to resist the devil. So when we get those thoughts, we, we become militant. We say, I rebuke that thought in Yeshua's Amen. name. Yeah. And we take on this militant approach and whereas the devil, when he, we get those thoughts in our minds. He wants to beat us up mm. and kind of get us to go down, down, down. Right. God's purpose is to strengthen us, mm-hmm. to strengthen our resistance. Yeah. So we go, we get those thoughts and we say, I rebuke them. And then we, and I, what I begin to do is a, just, just a little thing that was really helpful for me is just to begin to pray for my brothers. Mm. You know, just have somebody you go, you know, I'm going to pray every time I get a temp, uh, a, a temp, a tempting thought, I'm going to begin to pray for this person. Mm. And that, I just, I don't know if it was just the the thought that I was just like 
It was the uh, the offensive. Yeah. You know, like I'm I, now I'm going on the offensive. I'm going on the you know the devil is actually um, suffering now because yeah. I'm praying for somebody else. And it kind of takes the the focus off of ourselves. Uh-huh. Because the, the nature of this temptation is just really kind of downward spiral. Amen. You know, once we try to really get focused, zeroed in ourselves, then it, we don't, it's, it's hard to get out of that. Yeah, I'm mean, I just I'm, you know, thinking, you know, it's counterproductive for the enemy to come against you. If every time he dies, you're going to start praying. <laughs> and right. so, and I, this reminded me of my wife's testimony, you know, for some of you uh, ladies out there that may be listening. <clears throat> she actually um, had a, um, at her teenage years, was really struggling with, uh, meditating on uh, my on me, really, you know, the Lord was really dealing with her heart and how she needed to, um, and um, she had fantasies about, you know, something, you know, materializing, and, uh, and it's, uh, from what I understand, that's something that a lot of young ladies struggle with is, is holding their thoughts accountable in that regard, and, and so in exactly the same way as Braden would pray for his brothers for that immorality, that spirit of immorality to be overcome in their life, for them to resist, she prayed uh, for my future spouse. Oh, nice. She would pray for my wife, right? And um, for you young ladies, you know, t- take that into the enemy's camp, you know, and and speak, pray for, and that does two things. That removes, which it, it may be you, but you don't want to have your heart set on that, right? You want to keep your heart, as you've heard probably Tally mentioned before, and but you want to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. So you want to, you will keep your heart and you will be able to distance yourself from being that person's wife by praying for uh, his wife in, in like a third person. I think I got that right. I think it's a third person. But um, we're going to, we got enough time to we're, have another, you want to keep going or we want to? I think, I think we're good there. Okay, I think we're right. good there. So yeah. Gonna... yeah, just to be encouraged out there to see it as a spiritual battle. Yeah. You know, realize it's a spiritual battle and, uh, and just to acknowledge that, I think is a beginning, yeah. a good beginning spot. And then to say, I want to overcome this. You know, as Psalm 119, it has a passage that says, um, let no iniquity have dominion over me. Yes, there's a place of freedom in the Messiah where we can we walk in grace and we can overcome the spirit of immorality that's really just trying to take over the whole world. Right. Um, there's a place of overcoming because He is above it. Mm. He's above that spirit of immorality. Yeah. When we identify with Him, when we're in Him, we're above it. Amen. If we get away from Him, if we get you know lackadaisical in our relationship with Him, if we're kind of like just drifting away. We can come under the dominion mm. of iniquity, yeah, and you don't want to be there. It's nope. a, it's a, it's hell on earth. Yeah, I mean, it, it leads to hell on earth. Amen. And so, I just encourage you out there to resist it. You know, submit to God. Yeah, resist the devil. He will flee from you. Amen. So yeah. be encouraged. That's the that's the promise. And you know, and when you be quick to go to prayer, that's our encouragement. You know, Braden and I, Braden's been a good example on me for that. You know, be quick to go to prayer and pray to the Lord. And, and it is when we you keep those thoughts. And, you know, that's when the chains will come and when the chains can bind you, that Satan can bind you with his shame and with the things like that. And um, then you're, that's where that dominion comes from. And so we would encourage you, we want you to walk in freedom. We want you to walk in uh, the liberty that Christ came to die for, right? You know, he came to set us free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And that's our prayer for you. And I just want to add just at the end here, there's power in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You may get a thought, it might come back again. But every time it comes back at you, you never grab a hold of it. You never keep it. You keep on saying, I rebuke that thought in Yeshua's name Amen. and it, it will leave. Amen. There, it has to bow to the name of Yeshua. Right. It has to, it has to go. Right. And so just be encouraged out there. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Brady. Thank you so much. This is great stuff. And, um, we should do this again. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. So blessings to all of you. Uh, yeah, don't forget, you know, yet a little while book, uh, or the yet a little while music is going to be coming up. Uh, check that out. Psalm of Ascent book. 
Uh, we have the Above Rubies event August 18th through the 20th. Harp and Farm on August uh, the uh, 24th through October the 24th. If you're interested in that, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you with your thoughts and questions. This is Aaron Hood with the Voice of My Beloved podcast, where we believe that hearing and obeying the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Shalom.